This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you once again. Mark Afalalalalo is here. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, 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 hello. And I don't know why I went Irish there on that. Hello, hello, hello. I don't know what that was all about, but anyway. Uh, Sean Priest is over here somewhere. Hello. I'm just going to say hello. Is that okay? Yeah, you, or do you, I need you can to do that. Affect no, an accent. That is your right. Thank you. you. <sighs> how's your week been, guys? Mark, how's your week been? You know, you guys are on the other side of the planet, so uh, on behalf of Canada, I'd like to explain to you the situation currently in Montreal right now, which mm-hmm. is that it has spent the past couple of days hovering around the zero, kind of above zero mark. It's been raining, it's been hailing, and it flash froze overnight, so everything is a skating rink. Well, skating Lovely. rinks are good, are they not? They're yeah, fun. yeah. As, as I drove back into my driveway after bringing the kids to school, um, it started to slide towards what? my house. What, the house? And my car slid sideways, at which it finally stopped about inches b- before hitting the house. <laughs> I managed to then maneuver myself in a way to get into the driveway, but I'm not sure my wife is going to be so lucky when she gets home. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, well, the good news is that if it's so cold like that, then the house would have been sliding as well, in which case, you know, it would have evened itself out. You'd been fine. I don't think that's how it works. Is it not? Okay. I don't, I, no. I, I'm, not, I'm not an architect. Okay. I don't know these you, things. You think you had it bad, Mark. We had a little bit of wind that blew my patio furniture over. So, you know, we're all in the same boat. There's a, there's a dumpster lying outside on its side. <laughs> is it? I think you'll also find there was a cat disturbed as well in uh, England. <laughs> so, yeah, the weather's been pretty bad here. We've had storms. I don't know where these storms... We seem to be getting a lot of these storms. Three storms in a row in the UK in the past week alone. And, and uh, we love weather, bad. but we didn't like them. No. I will say, though, Monday I lost all power. And I, don't, I mean, not just me, but the <laughs> Mondays aren't my favourite day anyway. But uh, no, on Monday I, I lost all power and I was out. And it was one of, it was one of those weird things, isn't it? Because you, <laughs> you start to instantly, like the neighbour, the day before, this is a weird thing about where I live. Every house seems to have its own power supply coming from somewhere else. Uh, because on Sunday, half the street was out. Uh, there's a guy who lives across the street. He actually bought two houses that are sort of next to each other and just made one house out of it. And um, one house had power, one house didn't. So, you know, they all just decanted into the other house, which was lovely. Extension leads all around. Exactly, yeah. yeah just, just move everything in here. And, uh, you know, it was fine. And, and the neighbours were like, oh, you know, we don't have any power. It's terrible. And we're going, yeah, it's such a shame. Oh, well, another Netflix. And um, <laughs> then Monday comes. And we're out of power. It's like, this is an absolute disgrace. What is wrong with this country? It's falling to bits. This is Brexit Britain. Uh, it's, just, it's so funny how we're not, but nothing's a problem in life until it happens to you. Absolutely. And isn't it funny how you forget what things require electricity? Yes. It's like, well, let's put the kettle on. Uh, oh, you can't. Uh, yeah. Ask, my wife ask says Lady to me, well, well, exactly. My wife says, I'll just go up and listen to my book. And I'm like, what, on Audible via the Echo? Yeah. Oh yeah, um, my favourite bit was when the but she was just checking the power to come back on. 
she asked Lady A to turn on the lights. And I said, okay, but hang on. Why did you ask her to turn on? Let's just say hello to Lady A. And if she responds, the power's on, right? She's like, oh, yeah. You know, it's that, it's, it's the <laughs> yes. weird connections we make in our head. But I was doing the same thing, you know. Um, I will say, though, I have decided uh, on Mark's advice from, I think, three years ago, I'm going to get a UPS in here. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good idea. You know why that's good important? For a couple of reasons. Number one, it'll power your Echo all day long. Yes, that's true, yes. <laughs> Number two, it'll power your, your internet modem and connection and wireless probably a good, good most of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I mean, that, that way you can have your Echo control or whatever. Um, I, I suspect, and I know the answer to this, but uh, your power fluctuated, right? It went on and off, on and off, on and off. Oh, that was funny. Uh, yeah, well, not very funny, actually. It's cost me 400 British pounds. Because Why? What yeah. ha- well, it, it, okay, in fairness, it didn't cost me four. I chose to spend 400 pounds as a result of this because I can't be bothered It's doing- amazing how you can turn any experience into a money spending. That's uh, great, isn't it? It's like even a power cut was like, I'm going to buy something. I'm going to jump on Amazon. Because what happened was the power was going off and on and off and on and off and on. And then I realized later when I couldn't get any of my light bulbs to work that are IKEA lights. Uh, it was because they had all been reset, because that's how you reset them. Off, on, off, on, off, on about five times. And the, because the power had done that, it had reset all my bulbs. So I ah, thought, That's oh. always fun. And, of course, the thing is you need the remote controls, and, of course, who knows where they are. Um, and you got to hook it all back up again. And I thought, oh, do you know what? I can't be bothered. So I just spent a fortune on Philips Hue light bulbs and a new bridge. Oh, Lord. And that's my, uh, that's my project over the next week, guys. I'm going to have a lot of fun. You'd think that your light, your IKEA lights would work better since you're closer to Sweden. You would think that, wouldn't you? I mean, certainly the signal's better. <laughs> and you love meatballs. I, I love I, I, How many meatballs do, meatballs do I eat? I mean, I eat so many meatballs. I could be Swedish. Um, yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how the little things in life really do transcend wherever you are, like sweet, like the meatballs at IKEA um, or Amazon. Really, I'm like a magnet for Sweden over here. Um, oh, yeah, but it, it's so so funny. But yeah, so I, I'm going to be spending some time setting up this Phillips uh, bridge thing. I, I'm, but I've been reading into this, and I wanted to talk about it this week actually as a result of that. And thank you for reminding me, Mark, because I nearly forgot. Um, but I d- I do want to talk about this. It means so much to me that I nearly forgot about it. Um, but I'll, uh, you know, we've got this new smart bridge thing, and I've been looking into how all this works, and I'm I've, I'm kind of fascinated by the whole smart home thing because I, I still in my head don't really get how things communicate, how they all work together, um, at least structurally. I don't quite understand it, but I think watching well, a few what's videos confusing to you, Stephen. Let's, let's well, go well, through this. Well, I thought it was all Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, right? But I didn't realise there was like a third standard. And that third standard is what drives a lot of these devices to work together and work in the way they do. Um, and that standard is, at the moment, there's, there's, well, I think there's a few of them, but one is Zigbee, yeah. um, which essentially is its own mesh network, to my understanding. Correct? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that, but it's not only Zigbee. Zigbee's kind of like the almost do-it-yourselfers these days, and they've been replaced quite efficiently with the, the Philips Hughes of the world and the other mm. companies that some use their technology but make it way easier to understand and to actually communicate. It's the interface, isn't it, that's simpler rather than having to. I mean, in the old days, I remember a friend of mine had this PC set up in the loft, and he had software on it. And it was like he was. It felt to me like he was hacking the Pentagon every time he turned a light on. You know, it was just so confusing. So how does this thing work? And it's like, my thing is like, what if it breaks? What do you do? <laughs> you have, hope you've got a backup on a floppy disk somewhere. So because uh, that's how <laughs> old that system disk. was. Yeah, I know. No one, no one under a certain age will know what on earth that is. Go Google it, Gen Zer. 
Um, well, there. <laughs> no, I don't even think it's on Google anymore. I think it's yes. that old. <laughs> that's that old. That's you know, it surpasses a certain age. Things just disappear from the humanity. It's a great so story. A I, I, I don't know if you told me this story, Mark. Maybe you've mentioned this before, but I remember someone telling me about uh, someone who'd um, brought out a floppy disk in a classroom. And the teacher sort of held up the floppy disk to show how we used to save data to, to to disk, right? And one of the people, one of the pupils, put up their hand and said, "Wow, you've 3D printed the save icon. That's what <laughs> oh, <yeah>. it was. Because <laughs> that's all they thought of that being was just the save icon. So, that's a 3D print of that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, no. I like the meme that I've seen with people at a floppy disk magnetized to a fridge, and it says in case of emergency." <laughs> <laughs> Stick around, we're going to talk more about this uh, here on Double Tap Canada next. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. It is, and I've been buying tech this week. Actually, I bought a few things this week. I bought a new mixing desk as well. I mean, I don't need it, but, you know, that's Ugh. totally beside the point. And it's not very accessible, which, again, it's beside the point. We'll figure it out. Well, It'll not really. Fine. No, it's not. You are visually impaired. Why are you buying inaccessible don't stuff? Me. I know, I know, I know. I, I, well, it's, it's, it's the same kind of design as the Roadcaster Pro that I had. This is the Tascam Mixcast 4. Four. Um, oh, it's called sounds four. nice. So it wasn't a yeah. one, two, or a three. Um, but there you go. So it's the Mixcast 4. It's again, it's got the four microphone inputs. That's probably where the four is. Um, it's got a USB connection. You've got a Bluetooth connection, a TRRS connection, which lets you connect a mobile phone. And there's Mix Minus built in. This is getting geeky. I apologize. But essentially, you can have phone calls. It was geeky when you said Task M. That's true. Yeah. As soon as yeah, I yeah, exactly. opened that door up. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because it's got the hot uh, sound pads as well. So you can play jingles and stuff. Really, this is for your entry level podcaster. Uh, someone who wants to get into it and doesn't really want all the bells and whistles of, you know, like a, a big setup. Like I already have, and Mark has uh, administered for many years, thank goodness. Um, now you've got something else to admin as well, yeah, Mark. But, but I well just, done. I kind of like the physical, you know, I like physical faders. You know, I'm, I'm old school. I want a physical mixing desk or what is it you call it in Canada? A board or something? A mixing yes, console? Yes, a mixing board. board. Thing. Um <laughs> Or just it's so funny when I used to talk to Mark about mixing desks. He's like, "What were you talking? An actual physical like desk?" And I'm like, "No, it's a board, faders and stuff on it." <laughs> they should make little board. nubs that you can just put on top of your iPad that just give you physical <laughs> buttons. Well, that's what I was kind of looking for, to be honest. I mean, that's I guess that's what this is to some degree. Um, Software driven, but you know, again, a combination of Ira seeing AI be my eyes, Mark. Uh, you know, we'll figure all this out. <laughs> But, um, oh, come on. Be Why are they so behind when it comes to accessibility? Mm, you should well, shout at them. I know that Zoom, I saw an article the other week about Zoom bringing in functionality to one of their devices. I don't think it was this one, but it was, well, not this, because this is obviously Tascam, but the, there's an equivalent called the Zoom, uh, was it PodTrack P8? Uh, oh. There's a P4 as well. Um, the P4 is actually pretty accessible because it's, it's a portable unit and a lot of blind people are going down the route of using this because you can connect like multiple microphones to it, multiple headphone jacks. So great if you want to do an in-person podcast. You can even put jingles in there as well so that you could, you know, play your jingles jingle, or your jingle, stuff in jingle. as you go. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Um, Very important. Jingles. You jingles are important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Um, oh, that was, that? That was I, I don't know. I was trying to. <laughs> I, 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 it's Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I'm like the guy from Police Academy here, uh, turning into the bad version. Of, probably like the guy from Police Academy would it's be all now. About, all about the references no one's going to get for this. Yeah. <laughs> We started with floppy disks. I think we're fine. Floppy disk, Police Academy. Um, yeah, we'll do cassette tapes in the next segment for anyone who wants to go back that far. Um, but yeah, so I got that and I also bought a ton of these bulbs as well. So setting this oh, up. Why? Well, well, because I want smart bulbs. I like smart bulbs, right? But uh, okay. here's the thing. The Philips Hue setup, and Mark, I am looking to you here because I need sense in this conversation. Um this is on the Zigbee standard, right? So uh, this essentially uses, well, it can use Wi-Fi, it can use Bluetooth, but it also can use its own proprietary um, software that's in there to essentially create the mesh so that if your Wi-Fi goes down, your lights still work, correct? Uh, well, your lights will still work with the switch. However, you won't be able to control it over the internet or over mm. your network. And well, I think they are yeah. Zigbee only. I don't think they are Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or whatever. They, they use connect the to the hub standard. via Zigbee? Yes. Um, however, the hub is then connectable because it's hardwired uh, to your network. So, and that's the bit that threw me because if you because the, the, there's of course the Amazon Echo devices have got hubs built in the new fourth you, gen. You see, I've never hubs. fully understood this, and maybe this is uh, an opportunity to get Robin Christofferson on the show to talk about this because he seems to be the Amazon Echo expert. But I've never really understood how the hubs kind of work on these devices because, yes, I know you can say, you know, a lady, you know, detect new devices. And if there's something new that it's compatible, she'll detect it. I guess that's how the hub kind of works. But I've always found that, especially with like Philips Hue, Lutron, you still need to have those skills and things installed. So well, no, I've never I, really well, this was set interesting it up thing. without the hubs. I got one of those... Um... I don't know what you call it, but it's like a, a little lamp that you put against the wall and then the light goes up the wall. It makes it all very nice and beautiful. Um, I don't know what the table a lamp. It's called a lamp, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, there's a particular name of this one. And um, again, uh, no, that's not it. It was, it's, it's a, just a little light. It, it kind of gives out a very blurry in Let's my view. Let's go with lamp. I like lamp. Just go for lamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah lamp, lamp is good. Okay. But here's the Blimey. thing. You plug it in, flashes a couple of times at you, that tells you it's happy and it wants to do something. And then I just asked Lady A, without doing anything on the app or anything else, I just asked Lady A to find it, and she did. Uh, I discovered it and I added it to the list. Now, reading into this this week, I learned that you're right. That it's, the, it's the Philips Hue bridge that essentially is the Zigbee thing, right? So that that is the, that dishes out the Zigbee yes. <laughs> signal thing. Flavor. Flavor. Yeah. Um, and that's its little mesh network that everything connects to. But Philips Hue bulbs also work by Wi-Fi and or Bluetooth. I don't know which one it is, but that is how it connects to the Echo hub. So you see it's a different connection method, which is yeah, why I is think I'm having these problems find... with IKEA lights with my Amazon Echo device. This is where this the is... connection is, issues are. This is why I find that it's... Uh... Way better when things just work. <laughs> yes. No, no, look, it's it's Zigbee. It's these manufacturers, right? You've got Zigbee, Z-Wave. You've got all these different standards. But they're, the, they're, they, they are, uh, we have reached the point in time now where yes. these things are going to converge into a, a platform called Matter. No, and no, they're, no, they're not. They are. Yes, they are. No, they're not. They're not. Mark, no. Thank you. No, all right. That matter is going to translate between them. They're not. These standards aren't going to disappear. 
matter is going to stay there as a like a APA uh, API. It's going to be translating between these different languages, isn't it? However, if they choose to, future devices as they come off the the, the manufacturing plant can be matter compatible. Oh, I've upset Mark. I do apologize. I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm really feeling the tension here. Oh, they're creating that standard. Listen to his voice. All right, it's just because you crashed serious. your car. Okay, <laughs> look. See, but the thing is, with Zigbee, each manufacturer can make their own tweaks to it. So, for example, your hub for your your Philips Hue, there's no reason at all why that couldn't be used for every Zigbee device, but it can't be. And it's same with the Echo. The Zigbee in the Echo. Uh, it can only con connect to certain things. It doesn't. It's not a universal. So everything that Zigbee will always connect to any Zigbee hub. That's not how it works. They they put almost software locks on it, and I have no idea why they do that. Because then you can end up with a router or a router with you know four different Zigbee hubs sticking out of it. It's crazy. Sorry. Mm, I, I think that the, I'm this, not talking to Sean anymore. I think that's fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I stand by that. I think this is the problem. Ultimately, is that we do have so many of these um, these signals flying around, these options flying around, and people I, I, like me. I just don't get it. I just I, I pick up a box. There's about a billion names of things I can connect to. I'm I even struggle around the idea of being able to connect this to the Lady A device and HomeKit because I'd kind of like it to be run by both. But when I've connected. Yeah, but when I've connected a, a bulb, for example, to Lady A, for example, as I did in the past with the IKEA, once it was set up on, and, and working with the Lady A device, I couldn't find it without resetting it for HomeKit. So I thought, well, how am I supposed to connect the two yeah. together? And this is now, my problem. I have just seen a hub that actually makes any Zigbee device uh, HomeKit compatible. I think it's by the company who made that robotic finger. Is it Z Smart, Zen Smart? Um, oh, that the, the uh, switchbot. Yeah, the switchbot. That's right. Yes. So still, still in the box. Finger. Still in the box. <laughs> Is it still in the box? Still you haven't found a use for well, a, you know, a robotic it's, it's finger. A, it's supposed to be smart. I thought it would evolve itself out of the box. You know, <laughs> scrolled out like thing from the Adams <laughs> yes. family. Just found oh, my doorbell. Needs to go. <gasps> That'll be Must the be car. Oh. You guys finish this segment. I'm I'm done with you. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but look, that, that's the point. When it comes to all this technology, right? And it's all these, oh, this is our ecosystem and that's, you know, that's Google's ecosystem or whatever the company is. I just, it drives us as end users absolutely crazy because, you know, we don't know. The, the average guy, we're confused by it, right? And this, we love tech and we're confused by it. The Zigbee, Z-Wave, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth and... You know, if you got this, then it'll work with your smart speaker, but you can't control it from your home kit on your iPhone. It's absolutely crazy. That's why Matter actually really does. I'm going for it. Matter. matter. I knew someone oh, would go there. There we go. You. Well done. Um, thank you. Oh, God. I'm, no, you're spent. I'm not right. talking now. It's just all, okay, all fine, to you. Okay, fine. I'm on my own then, right? Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, but no, look, I, I agree with you because, you know, for, for us as blind people, there's always that trepidation of wandering into this world anyway because we've got all the issues around accessibility of apps to think about. And yep. I don't know what that journey is going to be like with Philips. I hope it'll be an accessible journey. Uh, I know there's a backup plan in that I can just connect them all straight to the Amazon Echo, but I've bought the Hubridge. I kind of want to use that because after the experience I've had, and, and look, there's a simple way to solve this problem, guys. Um, if, if there's a power cut in your home, turn everything off. It's the only way because as I found with the, the light bulbs being reset, I, yes. couldn't have I, I couldn't have predicted that, to be honest. It wouldn't even, I didn't think that would have happened. 
But the fact that we did have that situation has now made me think, if this ever happens again, I am going round the house, turning everything off. It might just even turn the house off at the, the main switch. Just kill the whole just thing. Just disconnect from the grid. Yes. Exactly. Just <laughs> wait until it's back up and then bring it back on myself. Uh, I'm going to get into, uh, if, Mark's, if Mark comes back, we'll talk about UPS, because I'm really interested to talk about that, not the delivery service. Um but it is, a, it is a delivery service of sorts. It's a power delivery source. Oh, oh well done. Uninterruptible dreadful. power supply. Yes, exactly. Um, something this show really doesn't need. Um, <laughs> but I, honestly, I, I think there's, there's so many things as a result of this power cut that's really made me think about the way we're set up here. And, you know, I, I think just having that standard in my head, just in my head, I like the idea of having a system which controls all the lights. So in my case, all the lights are Philips, and that's it. Now, don't get me wrong. This is an expensive mm. path to go down. Still, I mean, how many years has it been since the first Philips Hue came out, or any smart light bulb? And it's still just so expensive if you want to do your entire house. But here's the thing. You can buy cheap LED bulbs, even smart LED bulbs. And I will tell you that the cheaper they are, the more likelihood there will be of flicker, and what I would call quite harsh light that comes from so them. So basically, the cheaper they are, the worse they are. The yeah, worse they are. Yeah. It's amazing how that works. It's amazing. But hey, here's the thing, right? If you're low vision, that really matters. I mean, some people don't care. Yeah. I've got friends of mine across the road who've got these bulbs. I, I can tell by looking at their window. It's a terrible, cheap bulb. Sorry, neighbours. But it is. It's like and a strobe. Yeah. yeah, and it's horrible. And you know what? If you've got a condition like we've got, Sean, with nystagmus, that just it just amplifies it. It's like yep. I remember the old um, plasma TVs, and I remember looking at a plasma TV, and everyone would be like, "Oh, the picture on this is amazing! It's so so good." And I'm looking at it, thinking, "What are you, what am I missing here?" Because this to me is just a it was like a big flickering blur. Now the blur is one thing, but the flicker was just ridiculous. And I couldn't, I actually couldn't sit in a house and watch a plasma TV. I had to just get out of there or just not watch it or look yeah, away. Um, yeah, your eyes weren't in sync. That's why you needed to tune in to the same wavelength. <laughs> get the frequency get, right, yeah. Get your shake on in the right way, yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of wish you could do that with nystagmus. I don't, okay, fine, you can't cure it, but could we at least get some control on it? Could it can I get an app for it? <laughs> yes. Oh, man, nystagmus. Oh, I shouldn't yeah, I go there, but oh, wow, it, it's such a... When you told me you had nystagmus and it was a bit of an eye shake, I, okay, fair enough. But you know what? Until it affects me, I don't care. And wow. And you it's don't a know. Nightmare. And it is, it's so weird, isn't it? I mean, you, you got it quite recently. And um, you know, what a gift to get from life, isn't it? It's yeah, the... I blame you. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm sharing in my uh, visual impairments. Uh, I like to. And I've got four of them, so I can hand them out. I wish I could just give you it, but I can't. I've got to share it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, for things like that, that can be a real problem. So for me, having really good bulbs matter. And, and of course, that matters to everybody. But, you know, if you're, if you're low vision and light can impact you in that way to, to the extent that it can completely knock you off balance physically or otherwise. Headaches, need, isn't it? And headaches as well. Yeah. You know, having that. And, you know, the, the, the brightness of the light as well is important. So my wife loves bright. She wants this, uh, uh, the whole house to be as bright as possible all the time. And I want the yes. exact opposite. <laughs> It's just like us in this house, yeah. yeah? She follows me around turning all the lights off. And for me, I kind of want, and I'm assuming I can do this, so guys tell me if I'm right or wrong here, I'm hoping that I can do this this week, is that I'll be able to set Lady A to almost set up a routine saying, you know, set it to Marie's favourite lights or, you know, favourite light temperature. And yeah. then all the lights just become suitable to her and then the same for me. You can even have a fun trigger word like, uh, uh, hey, lady, 
uh, Marie's in charge or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. Yeah. That's I right. have a whole routine that says uh, when when my son goes to bed, it says uh, it says good night, Zachary, and then it has a whole a whole sling of things it does. It dims lights. It says good night, Zach. I hope you had a good day. Oh. Uh, sleep well. It actually when I changed it, he was very <laughs> upset. I had to switch it back to its previous statements, but I I'd like to change it up every once in a while and mm-hmm. and and say naughty things and stuff. So. Go to sleep. You've been a bad yeah. boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why not? How dare you misbehave today? We know. We're watching. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, I just love the, the capability of this. I just need to get my head around a lot of it. And I think, I, in my head, as I say, having the Philips Hue will be the starter for that. So all the lights, everything's controlled that way. It's going to be amazing. Right, Philips Hue, right? It's sort of got the reputation, like Apple, that it just works. But they're well, I, I can't speak to that yet. But yeah, yeah. No, no. They're expensive. And then they the first generation hub that they brought out, they suddenly said, you know what? You can't use that anymore. You've got to buy the Hub 2. For absolutely no technical reason yeah, whatsoever. I mean, that was the HomeKit compatible one too, right? Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. So I don't know which one I've got. Oh, good. That's another job for Mark later. Find out which hub I've got. Get <laughs> That's the, the wrong right, one. Bet any money it's the wrong one I've got. This is the. I don't and, think they this, sell the original anymore. This is the. Oh well, okay, that's good. Well, this is the Sony sixty-five inch TV. Remember that debacle, Sean, years ago, when I bought myself. I I thought a smart. Mm. TV. The inaccessible one. The one that had no accessibility in it yes. whatsoever. Um, it was big, though. It was huge. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was accessible enough. I mean, I could get it in the house. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be my week this week. I'm going to be spending time with Philips Lights. Um, Smart home. I like it. Have you got well, anything new, Mark? New? Well, um, I mean, you, you're all in, right? It, I'm still blown away by your smart shower. So I'm wondering, you yeah, know, that's, have you that's gone cool. further than that? The smart shower. Um, I'm trying to think of anything new. Not, not really. I mean, I have a next next week. I'm off next week, but when I come back, I will have some news from Lutron. Now, you don't have Lutron in the UK, do you? No, I looked into this when you mentioned it. Never to heard me of him before, but see, no. Lutron is one of these. Uh, they've they've made light switches for many many years, and and they were one of the first on the bandwagon to make their uh, make a hub that was connected to the internet, and it's always been HomeKit compatible. So I went down the route of or the route of changing all my switches. That way, I didn't have to worry about individual bulbs, and uh, and I love it. And they're announcing some more stuff. Actually, today after the show, they're going to be announcing some stuff in their smart blinds. I think that might be where I go next: is getting some blinds that are mm. a little smarter. And that may seem ridiculous, guys, but I have some you know cooling and heating problems in my house, especially in the summer, where the sun beams onto one side of my house for the majority of the day. So if uh-huh. I can actually control it, so at a certain time of the day, the blinds go down. It'll actually help in the cooling of my home. So uh, they, they they may seem like a ridiculous. You know, sounds a bit of a, a home, wife excuse. But that. if you could, what? <laughs> Honestly, love, I need these because A B C. She's fact, all just, in. You want them because they're cool. <laughs> Let's be honest. Now, She's I, all in. I'm I'm with you on this. I think the smart blinds thing is brilliant. I, again, similar reasons for us. I mean, heat's one thing, but also, again, control of light. In my case, so you know, I'm, I'm sitting in the room today. I, th- I think when I closed the blinds, it was a nice day. You know, it's so weird being in here when I record because it feels like it's middle of the night. Uh, but that's yeah. the way I like it. That suits me. I ha- All I have on are these lights that are kind of attached, just essentially stuck onto the back, a, a, you know, adhesive on my desk, uh, an Elgato strip light. And that's it. That's all I've got. That's all I need. And it's it's just enough light to give me, I don't want to be in complete darkness, but I just want to, you know, have a controllable light. And that's the whole point. But the thing is, you can make it smarter. 
And that's the thing for low vision people, because our vision fluctuates over the day, right? So, you know, some days I'll have what I call a clear day, which is where I can kind of almost feel that the fog has lifted entirely. And I'll be honest, those days are a lot less than they used to be, but they're still, they still happen occasionally and that's good. But on the days when it's not that way, I need to be able to change lights. So, you know, my wife will be forever saying to me, you've had that light off, you've had it on, you've had it on. During a day I've done this, I'm sure you're the same, Sean, but during the course of a day, I could have a light on and off about a hundred different times. Yeah. Um, and just being able to say now, uh, you know, get it to set temperature, it's great. And it just, it, you know, what I love about it is this is mainstream stuff. But the key thing is how accessible the apps are. That will be the, the I'll maybe I'll maybe uh, stick on a recorder. I got these fantastic headphones on recommendation of Sean. Uh, oh, Sennheiser, don't blame me. Yeah, Sennheiser Ambio uh, headphones with the binaural recording built in. Oh, mm-hmm. they're cool. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> we had the storm a couple of weeks back, or last week, last <laughs> week, and um, I decided to go outside and you know record the storm. You know. In the, like one of those newscasters, you know, that stand outside in the middle of a storm and just you get blown away by it. Um, but I kind of just stood there recording it. And it was amazing listening to it back. It, it was like being there uh, while and you I were. was actually there. <laughs> um, but these are great as well, you know. So I'll, maybe maybe I'll record some of what I'm doing and, and we'll play it next week. Um, Mark's not here, so he won't be able to laugh at me when I've got it all horribly wrong. Oh, he'll listen. I'd love that. I would love those headphones. Those are actually really good headphones. They don't actually that, make one... them anymore what? do they they don't actually um, make them I, anymore you can still get them on amazon i think you can still get some um the, the one of the coolest things the videos that i ever uh listened to was there's a it's a barbershop simulator oh yes i don't know if you yes. ever tried this steven yeah yep brilliant and and you, the hairs in your neck just start to raise because they <laughs> feel like the razor's coming right near your head and then these actually work well on the stereo headset too but add the add the binaural headset and it's even crazier yeah because these binaural things are really, I mean, if you buy the head, because this is what I, when I looked into this, it was like a, a an actual head that you yeah, buy. Yeah, he has a name. I think it's Jack or Bruce or something like that. And, you know, it's got obviously all the microphones, wherever it needs to be. Um, and it's incredible how it works. But, you know, these just seem to encapsulate all. You had recorded, Sean, I remember going to the shop to buy some form of horrific Butty. food. Uh, yes. yes. And um, again, it sandwich. was just, it was incredible. <laughs> yes, thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> Uh, you know, but you did this, and it was great because you were able to um, to do that, and we were we were kind of following you along. It was absolutely amazing, absolutely brilliant. It's just so immersive, isn't it? That binaural recording and these these headphones just make it so easy. You just plug it in and go. Record it in voice memos. It's it's that easy. That's the thing. You can use any app at all, which is amazing. Uh, right, stick around. We want to talk about uninterruptible power supplies next. Don't get too excited, guys. We'll be right back. Double Tap Canada. We'll be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Yeah, so I want to talk about UPS, because uh, not the delivery company, the power delivery company. <laughs> uh, that's twice I've done that joke now, and I will rest it for a couple of weeks at least. Thank you. Um, but yeah, you know, after the whole power cut thing, I was thinking to myself, right, what do I do here? Because, you know, I, I, this I'm more worried that stuff just gets destroyed as a result of the endless power fluctuations. And it seems like we're in a world now where this is going to become a reality. Now, look, I think it's fair to say in Canada, you guys get the worst 
weather you get the, or the worst extremes of weather i think is, is fair to say right I mean, it depends we, where we you are in the country but, i think that that's probably a, a fair assessment yeah because it always seems to be when, when you call it's either that the the tar on the street is melting yes uh or the or the place is frozen solid um it seems to be one or t'other um and you know <laughs> yep yep it's it's just ridiculous so and that's but, why i've got a generator and i was going to say that must impact your power as well right you must get a lot of power you know what it, the thing about the grid in my area and i think this is the case with most areas you know newer areas tend to have buried power lines which means they're not really going to get affected locally but you know you could be affected by power stations and stuff that go down my area and areas that tend to be near schools and hospitals tend to have more reliable power grids and tend to have more Mm. i guess a quicker response to things and we're right near a school so that helps in terms of i think us being up more often than others being down that being said i did put a generator in kind of the beginning of covid um because i've got natural gas coming into my home so if the power does go out I, i barely even notice it especially down here in my office because I've got a UPS. Actually, I've got three UPSs going Wow! to to, to balance off the power needs of my rack and uh, all my equipment. Uh, that buys me about 18 to 20 minutes worth of battery power. So meaning the power goes out and my office basically, other than the lights overhead, everything stays on and I wouldn't even know the power went out. That being said, the generator starts up and within about 30 to 50 seconds, um, this the power a whole power in my home switches over to the generator, so I'm never I'm never without power. I've got about you know maybe maybe thirty to f- seconds to a minute worth of loss. Wow! Unless the generator gets over over overused, which can't happen in the summer if the you know mm. pool equipment is on and stuff yeah. like that. Pool. See if yeah. there's ever a zombie holocaust, we know where we're going. Yeah, I just gotta bulletproof the house and uh, <laughs> airlock it like a Tesla, and we should be good. I mean. Well, talking yeah. to Tesla, have you thought about the power wall? You know, I have thought about the power wall, and, you know, it's it's a $10,000 uh, investment here, price-wise. It's nothing. Um, Sorry, what is, that? Your what is the Tesla power wall? I've never so heard of Tesla, this. it's basically, it's a battery. It's a battery that oh. is meant to be mounted onto your wall. It was introduced shortly before they introduced their, their solar panel tiles, their roofing tiles. Ah, okay. And the goal of the power wall is to store energy so that you can use it as a backup. So it works as its own somewhat generator, but you know, it only has a, a certain amount of capacity due to the batteries. So, and over time it, it, it you know, degrades because it is a battery. Uh, but in conjunction with solar panels, you can store the energy that is, is harvested from the sun and you can choose what part of the day you want to use that energy and really balance, especially places where hydroelectricity or electricity in general costs a lot of money. Places like California, southern U.S., mm-hmm. it's extremely expensive. So putting solar on your roof, if you've got a lot of sun, and having one, two, three, even four power walls to store the energy means that you can run pretty much without ever touching power off the grid. In some cases, it gives power back into the grid, yeah. in which case you actually save money. So you'll see, and again, the grid needs to be able to handle that. I know a friend of mine in Boston, he had a deal where he leased the solar equipment. It was on his roof. He didn't have a battery. So it was basically um, fed back into the grid throughout the day. So his costs were just negated. He got bills that were negative, bills that were two, three bucks. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> the power all is good if you got a whole house that you want to maybe put on a UPS. But don't forget, I mean, you've got a shelf life of a battery there about 10 years. So to spend $10,000 for something like that, it's a lot of money. 
It's, yeah. it's interesting. I was watching a documentary the other day. It was over at my mum's house and she had the TV on and this thing was on. And it's just one of those things you're watching, you're not really watching, just paying no attention to. And then you realise you're, you're really hooked into it. And, and this subject came up and it was actually about a power station that was built in Scotland years ago um, inside a mountain. They hauled out this mountain and put a power station in it uh, because, you know, north of Scotland Cooling, is... Cooling, I guess? Uh, yeah. And, and uh, again, this was all about storage. Um, you know, storing the energy. And they were saying, no, this is something which is, you know, a very old power station. Uh, but at the same token, it, uh, it's, it's very much of the future. This, we need more of this in order to do what we need to do, which is if we're generating electricity, what happens to it? You know, to avoid it being wasted, we need to store yeah. it. So that's very interesting that there's no actually home appliances that let you do that. But th- this UPS thing is interesting because... When I started looking into it this week after this event, I thought this is going to be like, you know, it's going to be business grade. It's going to cost a fortune. But there's actually some really interesting devices in the market and they are getting marketed at home users now. I don't know if that's a pandemic thing. I don't know if people are, companies are thinking, let's aim this at people who work from home. I think they have gotten popular during the pandemic, but they've always had pretty inexpensive, like $120, $130 to, to $500 solutions but they're just not as they use the cheaper batteries they don't last as long you can't plug mm. as much into it you know i i ended up going with some of the more commercial grade rack mountable ones that are like eight hundred dollars each yeah um but i wow. need i needed that kind of power some people if you just want to keep a a modem and a tv running or a modem running so you can watch netflix i mean some of these 200 dollars devices will give you at least three to four hours of, of battery life. But it's about thinking the whole thing through, isn't it? It's thinking about, okay, so yeah, the, the modem's up and running and I've still got internet, but everything else is off. So, you know, it's all yeah. pointless. You've got to My 60-inch sure you... TV. Well, no, but you've got your open. phones and stuff like that that you can watch stuff on Wi-Fi if you need yeah, that's to. that's true. That's true. It um, depends on what your needs are. I mean, if your needs are inter- entertainment while the power's out, then clearly you have problems. But, I mean, <laughs> it's it that that's one thing. But some people just want to have, you know, backup communications, keeping phone lines up and running and stuff like that. In which case, one of these small ones for just a modem and Wi-Fi, like one Wi-Fi hotspot. So I wanted, you're, to, ask you're you, fine. I wanted to ask you about this because there, there was a, a lot of them that just seem to be exactly that. You plug in your devices and it sits there and it just acts when it needs to. But then there are other ones that have the smart word in it. And I'm thinking, well, what's smart about UPS? And what, what you know, like it had cloud capability. And I'm like, well, what, what's all that for? Monitoring purposes, like uh, if you want to be able to plug it in. So so there's a couple different, you know, the, the, the mid-grade, you know, the mid-grade ones will have a USB port on it that you can plug into your computer. And you can set up your computer so that if a power outage is detected, it will do a graceful shutdown. And when I say graceful, I mean, it's not just going to turn off. Mm. It'll actually shut down the computer. And that's kind of what a UPS is, was originally intended for, to buy you enough time to kind of hit save, shut things down so that it's not an abrupt stop to power. That's what we're trying to avoid here. That's what surge protectors exist for. We don't want these giant shocks of power that could damage the equipment that's there. So the smart elements of it, there's one that's plugging into your computer, but there's two, which is if it's cloud connected, it can monitor the health of that device. So you can get notifications on, you know, if a battery is about to die or if there are problems or if there's too many things plugged into it, it's drawing too much power. You can get notifications like that. Mine happened to be cloud connected. I didn't choose for that option. It was just happened to be built into it. And it is kind of handy. I get these notifications every month saying, okay, you know, UPS one, two, three are doing well. This one has a little bit lower 
expectancy or this one's runtime is going to be different. So depending on the model you get, you'll get different elements and different features like that that just help you manage the power a little bit better. Your shed, Sean. Should we be worried about your shed? <laughs> we should be worried about his shed because the hamster that's powering his shed on the wheel in the back is getting really tired. He's getting old now. I just need a couple of nine volt batteries. I think I'll be fine. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. There's survivor mode over there. Right. Okay. Uh, stick around. More to come here on Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's funny, we're checking out the news this week, and, uh, you know, we were talking on the TV show about the Forza Horizon 5 game recently, and uh, some more news on that coming up this week, Mark. Uh, captioning being available, is that right? Uh, 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 not captioning, uh, sign language. Sign language, oh, I beg- yeah, all right, okay. Wow, <laughs> okay, that's brilliant. That is brilliant, as I slowly buy time to pull up the article <laughs> that I was not prepared for. <laughs> You know, guys, behind the scenes here, we have this great system, whereas we have this document that's shared. And when I open this document, um, which I rarely do to find out what we're going to talk about on this week's show, I look up and it says February 17th, which was definitely not this week. And I can see that on that show, we're going to talk about the Tinder swindler, which we didn't. Um, We're going to talk about White Cane Week. Um, By the way, we did. I just did finish watching the Tinder swindler. This guy's actually out. <laughs> He's actually yeah. out in the wild, which is absolutely insane. Crazy. So, um, yeah, I, I, if you want another one that's along those lines of someone like that, watch Inventing Anna. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's messed up. It's absolutely messed up. But these are fun. Like You get hooked to these shows because they're just, they're just insane. And the, the insane. brilliant people, brilliant people at uh, IDC that did the description for that as well. Inventing Anna. So yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that one out. The other one was, um, Where, was it the Puppet Master. Article I said. Oh, Puppet um, Master. That was a good. It was an interesting one too. Yeah. Also, just a, uh, while you're looking for that, just a quick mention of iOS 15.4. This is a beta release at the moment, but I don't know if you saw this, Sean. But they have added another Siri voice uh, for American oh. users. Um, of course. So it's another option, and uh, yeah, this they say the, com- the company says this vo- new voice was recorded by a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Well, it didn't offer any further details, but they said that they are excited to announce a new city voice for English speakers, giving users more options to choose a voice that speaks to them. Millions of people around the world rely on city every day to get things done. So we want to make the experience feel as personalized as possible. So that's interesting. There's going to be another argument then. I mean, (laughs) you know, let's just add another voice and say, hey. If you like this voice, you can use this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool. But, 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 but you know what? Personalization matters. And I think that, you know, if we if we personalize our desktops, as we have done since pretty much day one with computers, when we got the, the first GUI interfaces, um, you know, it, when you think about it, well, that's personalization. It's changing the mouse pointer to what size you want it to be. What are you talking size. about? That's what customization is, right? And, and, it, and ultimately, your device, I mean, look at how people... Um, decorate their laptops um, either on screen or you know maybe the case or whatever they'll they'll put you know stickers on it or whatever it is essentially they personalize it they skin it yes yeah but the point is that that is their um they see that as part of their identity they see it as part of who they are and who they show to the world and the voice is part of that for us blind people it's just the same and i, I don't think enough um credence credence is given to that to be honest i think it's it's just as important you know what what were we talking about just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about we were all having a chat 
uh, on WhatsApp. And it was like, oh, what voice have you got on your phone just now? What voice do you use? And everyone's like, Ava. And then we all moved away from that. And now I've got Tom <laughs> and you've got, I don't know who it is, but you've got... Fred. Yeah. Leave it alone. Fred. <laughs> Bubbles. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's good back a bit for those uh, old... If, you, if you're an old Mac user, you'll know Bubbles, um, which we used to have a huge amount of fun at with school, at school. But... Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, voice I mean, is a part of the identity, isn't it? No, 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 I, I totally get that, right? You you, you want the uh, customization there. I get that, but I just I just sometimes, I, it makes me cringe a little bit because we just know that there's going to be people pushing back on that, saying, oh, no, you know, this this is all so woke or whatever it is, and then people pushing back the other way. I, I totally get it, and I'm not against it uh, being on here or anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, oh, please, not another argument. Yeah, but you can just we, said we, that. No, 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 no. Just add the voice, right? Can, can, I, just, can I just say, let's right, not make if a big someone, statement if someone is so it. offended that a voice they'll never use happens to come from a member of the LGBT plus community, then do you know what? Good good luck to you, but nobody cares. No, but You're back people... under your bridge troll. Well, yeah, there is that argument. I'll give you that. But hey, you know, truth social's out there, right? Oh, yeah, truth. You got oh, that God. social network? <laughs> so, Forza Horizon 5, the critically acclaimed open world racing game. Uh, <laughs> is adding American Sign on. Language and British Sign Language to support uh, to make it more accessible. That's amazing. This isn't actually new news. The, the news is going to be the, the date announcements, which we, we can't talk about just yet. We'll be able to talk about that next week. But the oh. feature is coming soon. This is something they did talk about in preview uh, back in November when they first talked about all the accessibility features. But it's coming. It is coming. It's around the corner, which is pretty cool. Someone asked me what I'm doing next week. We what are you doing Mark? next week, Mark? I'm going on vacation. Great. So, did you know? Okay, where are you going? <laughs> you know what I found out. So, I'm going to Orlando, Florida. Okay. Ooh, uh, normally, nice. I don't advertise the fact that I'm going on vacation because I don't want people to come pilfer my house. But my, my mother-in-law is going to be here. So, if you want to break into my house and see a naked 78-year-old woman lying on my couch, by all means, go ahead and do that. <laughs> well, uh, there's, however, there's an image um, I'll not forget for a while. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. And if you want, I could send you actual video footage. Unfortunately, of that, even that even visually impaired up. people get those images in their head, right? So yeah, you, d- you don't you don't need to actually see it to believe it. No, Trust me, you I, can I hear don't want it too. to. Um, I found out in looking at things to do other, of course, there's Disney World in Orlando, but we're not going to Disney World because I don't know if my knee can handle that right now. Uh, but SpaceX is launching a satellite, uh, a whole bunch of Starlink set. No, it's a new, a new, uh, a new GPS satellite is being launched on Tuesday. And I'm going to go watch that launch. Why? T- t- That's t- tedious. Take your Sennheiser Ambios with you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I will take the Sennheiser Ambios. We're going to go to a beautiful beach. There's a beach apparently really nearby. Uh, we're going to go for the afternoon and get a little picnic basket there and sit down, and hopefully they don't scrub it for our weather purposes. But you know what? It's pretty cool to – I think it's one of those – even though they do this once a week now, I feel like I, you know, <laughs> yeah. it seems like a once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> opportunity, doesn't it? Well – is anyone else in the family at all excited by this? My son is excited. My wife is kind of excited about it. My daughter's okay. like, whatever. Can I yeah, use my iPad? Cool. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Can I watch it on CNN? Um, yeah, wow. No, but to be there and like to hear, the, the, just to see it, I don't know. There's something cool about that. No, I, I do agree with you. I am being flippant, Mark. I apologize. That is cool. It's, it's you should just, apologize. I really don't I, I appreciate am your attitude this Mark, week. I am... It's been really, really been off-putting, kind of. You I, know, I, I, I don't. Very sorry. It's not nice when you go going off on holidays. I mean, you're going. How away much on time vacation. do we have left in the show this week, Stephen? Uh, again, say again. How much time do we have left in the show? Uh, we have uh, three minutes. Three minutes. Okay, so I'm, I don't have to stomp off. It's okay. okay. I was okay. going to stomp off and protest, Sean, and, and make it Wait. seem all dramatic because I have something to do in about three minutes, but I'm not going to do that. 
I want to end on a story which I've been going to bring up on this show for a while because um, I, I saw this story and it kind of made me laugh. Um, I imagine someone somewhere will be offended by it. Uh, in advance, I'll say, well, that's life. Um, but here's the story. A Brooklyn bystander claims they witnessed an angry sp- a spouse in Bushwick throw an iMac out of a window, killing a pigeon in the process. What? So this was, uh, there's no more detail here about who the angry spouse is, but basically out of a window in Brooklyn uh, comes this iMac, a 27-inch iMac, by the way. Uh, so one of the older Intel ones, which might lead you to Oh, well, that understand. could be yeah, yeah. Um, But it's the pigeon. Now, the question I have here is, I have to say, I, I feel bad for the pigeon, um, but I actually feel more sorry for the iMac in this. I was going to ask that. Yeah, which one's got your sympathy? Do we know what led sympathy? up to this? No, that's I, I kind of want to know. Basically, uh, there's a picture on Twitter of an older um, TV as Pigeon. well, which I think went with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's unclear necessarily, though, if this was uh, destroyed as a result of the, the Mac hitting it. Um, but basically, it was an argument that ensued. It, all it says is angry spouse. So I don't know if there's been an argument and someone's chucked the device out the window as a result. But uh, <laughs> Mm. It could have just been an update to the latest version of Mac OS, of course. Would would that be enough to divorce your partner? Would you? Did uh, the pigeon save the iMac? Well, break no, the fall? no. Well, it's a pigeon, no. right? And it's a twenty-seven inch iMac. I mean, if it was two or three pigeons, maybe. Yeah, it's not Mighty Mouse. Well, it could have been a twenty-seven inch pigeon. <laughs> not to my knowledge. Um, I, know, I know things are evolving quickly, but I don't think we're moving at that speed. Uh, but you, have no, you seen the size of the breasts at the KFC? Yeah, but I don't I, think that's pigeon. I don't think it's pigeon, and I, I, I'm, I'm not even sure it's chicken. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> well, especially it's these days. Not chicken. No, but um, I, I do feel sorry for the, uh, the pigeon. But I, I must admit, you know, having an iMac destroyed in a rage is, is I think, divorce material. I think my wife knows Ooh. that if I, I know as well that it would be over in our life if the MacBook goes flying out the window. Unless you throw it, obviously. Unless I throw it, yeah. That's that's why. Well, no, it's not a Windows laptop. It's a it's a Mac. It's <laughs> never going to happen. It's so we moved happen. on from ripping up and bleaching your clothes to destroying your iMac. I yes. like it. That's right. Mark, oh, you're I can wrong. Live with that. We seem to end every time on that one, don't we? We always end on Mark, you're wrong. That's not nice. <laughs> uh, Mark, have a nice vacation. Am I Are wrong? We- Oh, no, he has stormed off already. He's, Sorry, no, he's I have storming not off. off at the moment. I'm storming off now. I'm done with this. I'm not coming back next week. I'll be the week, week after. Okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a good holiday. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Have a good Bye. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1 844 971 1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.